the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's time for Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt. Todd Marquardt, attorney at law in Texas. If you're a millionaire or a thousandaire, Talk Law Radio is now on the air. Call in with your business law question, your elder law question. Veteran aid, Medicaid, build a business to get paid. 210-308-8867. Or ask a question online at marquardlawfirm.com. That's M-A-R-Q-U-A-R-D-T, lawfirm.com. And now, it's Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt. Welcome to Talk Law Radio. I'm Todd Marquardt. We're on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Later, we'll be on Apple Podcasts and TalkLawRadio.com. The State Bar of Texas is the state agency that governs attorney law licenses, and the State Bar wants attorneys to inform the public about the law. But because legal advice must be tailored to the specific circumstances of each case, and because laws are ever-changing, material discussed in this program is meant for general informational purposes only and is not to be construed as tax, legal, or investment advice. Although the information has been gathered from sources believed to be reliable, please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information should be relied upon only when coordinated with your individual professional advice. Marquardt Law Firm is sponsoring our show today, and attorneys at Marquardt Law Firm focus on business and estate law, including last wills, living trusts, and tax-protected inheritance plans. New businesses and old businesses, which might have issues with corporations, contracts, limited liability companies, family-limited partnerships, or they might be buying a business or selling a business. We can also represent those who are facing problems from lack of planning, like in guardianship lawsuits, probate lawsuits, business disputes, real estate disputes, breach of contract, or injury cases. Check out our blog at Marquardt Law Firm slash blog before you confront your parents with power of attorney. There's an article there called Confront Your Parents About Power of Attorney. Before we get started talking about the law, let's begin with prayer. Dear God, thank you for this day and for all the gifts and blessings that you give to us. Please forgive us for our sins, for our mistakes, for doing the wrong thing or failing to do your will. Please help Veronica and me give good information about regulations affecting the home care industry today. Help us to use the gifts and talents you have provided for the good of your people, for our own good, and for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Now it's time to discover your legal issue blind spots by listening to me talk about the law on the radio. You can send us messages like I've been telling you week in and week out, except instead of doing it through Messenger today, try finding the live feed on the Facebook page and post your question in the comments section. It's easier for me to find your question that way, and uh, I'll respond by answering the question on the air. You can also call us at 210 308 8867 if you want to talk about your question live on the air. Today is going to be a great show, as always. Our guest today, Saturday, October 16th, is Veronica Ariaga, Field Sur- Supervisor and Community Resource Specialist with Pride PHC Services Incorporated. Ms. Ariaga and I will talk about the procedures that Pride used to keep patients safe during the pandemic. So stay with us if you know an older person or a disabled individual 
who might need help at home. This information might be helpful to you. If you ask a question on the air or by posting a question in the comments section of the live feed, I will send you a book called 36-Hour Day, A Family Guide to Caring for People Who Have Alzheimer's Disease, Dementia, and Memory Loss by Nancy L. Mace and Dr. Peter Rabins. Welcome to the show. Good morning, and thank you for having me over, Todd. We're glad to have you. We'd like to introduce you to the, the listeners, so tell us about yourself. Where are you from? Well, I was born and raised in San Antonio, Texas, and then about 30 years ago decided to move out to Floresville, Texas to raise my children in a small community. Um, loved it so much, not only raised them and they're off and all married, but still stay continuing living there, living in our small community, and helping out um, my neighbors out in that community as well as here in San Antonio area as well. So um, happily married to my second husband, and we have five acres and have many animals. So those are what keep us busy now as we're empty nesters and have no children but have animals now at home. So you say animals. Uh, what are some examples? We have pigs, goats, chickens, roosters waking us up at 4.30 o'clock in the morning <laughs> um, and reminding us that we need to get out there and feed them. And then we have a couple of dogs and some um, what I call country cats are outside. Do they all share the same space or do you have to divide them up? We have our I, – I love animals. And when I was growing up in San Antonio, my mom was a little not wanting me to have animals. So I believed to let them free range. So all our animals free range. They all get along. Um, My husband is wonderful with our animals because he's retired, so he has the time to help them to intermingle with each other without having to separate them. Yeah, I wondered about that. I used When I was in uh, high school, I was a, a professional landscaper. I mowed lawns, (laughs) and there was one family uh, that lived about uh, 15 minutes outside of town, and they had quite a bit of land, and they had chickens. Well, some of the chickens picked on one chicken, and it was, its feathers were falling out, and I, I just wondered if the other animals would, would do that to each other. Um, sometimes you have a dominant animal in each species but um for some reason or another i kind of call us like the land of noah's ark out there where they all get Mm -hmm. along that's great um they all feed together and everything and um my husband has them on a set schedule for eating as well wow so it it's just really that is my therapeutic way of just relaxing out there great tell us about the work that you do So I work for Pride PHC Services, and the PHC stands for Personal Home Care. And this is an agency that has been in business in December 22 years, Um, locally family-owned. I'm very proud to be working for them. I knew them before I worked for them and just came into um, working for them as a field supervisor and as a community resource specialist. So I have the opportunity to go out into the homes and see our clients and see how they're doing, see what their needs are. And as a community resource specialist, that means that I get to go out and put my case management hat on and see what is it does a client need? Do they need not only the home care in the home and how can we connect them to get those services for free if they're eligible, but do they need something else? Do they need a wheelchair? Do they need food? assistance with medication, or maybe assistance with getting their utilities paid. Because we believe that if we encompass the whole situation, make their home happy and as stress-free as possible, then that will help them be a happy client as well and have a better life, a better quality of life. How long have you been with Pride? I have been with Pride for um, 13 and a half years, known them for 15, and I have the blessed opportunity to do what I love to do for work. Um, Every day is different, never the same day over again. Um, And I've been very blessed with many people that I've met while working with Pride as our clientele and helping to make a difference in their life and helping them to have that better quality of life also. 
What did you do before? Before, I worked at the San Antonio Food Bank with their food stamp program and outreach program for senior citizens, which now is also their social services department. That was a pilot program we started at the San Antonio Food Bank as a collaborative issue with Health and Human Services, and then went on to Catholic Charities for their money management program. We'll talk more about your experience at Catholic Charities after we take a break. I got excited talking to you about the farm animals, and uh, so we're a little bit behind. We're going to take a one-minute break, and when we come back, we'll be talking with Veronica Arriaga with Pride PHC Services Incorporated, so stay tuned. able to care for yourself or your home. Without powers of attorney, your loved ones will be forced to the world of court battles and guardianship lawsuits to declare you to be incapacitated. Better yet, ask about a living trust containing your instructions about where you want to live, how you want to be taken care of if you have a heart attack, stroke, or develop Alzheimer's or dementia. Call Marquardt Law Firm and find out how a living trust can help your loved ones settle your affairs without a judge in court. Call 210-530-4278. That's 210-530-4278. Welcome back to Talk Law Radio. I'm Todd Marquardt here on 9.30 a.m. The Answer and uh, with Veronica Arriaga with Pride PHC Services, a a home care company. Veronica, you were about to tell us about your experience with Catholic Charities. Yes, when I worked at Catholic Charities, I worked in their money management program. That was a program to help disabled adults or elderly before the step of guardianship. So we worked. I worked closely with the Department of Guardianship as well and having the opportunity to help people learn how to work with their Social Security benefits and what to do, helping them to have those monies then so they would be able to, if they wanted to go out to eat or go to a movie on their Social Security benefits, then that was a, um, it was a great program. How do you think that prepared you for your role today? Um. Working with Catholic Charities and knowing how the Social Security system works and the Social Security Department, working as a rep payee, knowing that aspect also with the knowledge that I gained at um, the San Antonio Food Bank of working with Health and Human Services directly and knowing their process of the food stamp program and their um, application um, process helped me to know the knowledge of what and how to guide our clients now at Pride on what they may be eligible for that they're unaware of, explaining to them that um, a new widow who is going to be getting her Social Security benefits, that she has the opportunity not only to get maybe her husband's benefit or her own benefit, and Mm -hmm. knowing that once she makes that decision, that's a one-time decision, and to just realize the difference and know that she does have that choice. Um, Knowing that Social Security has the Social Security part of our Medicaid recipients, which is SSI, and then they have the RSDI, where your retirement Social Security. So there's, there's those different things that I'm able to explain to our clientele so that they understand better of what they may be eligible for as well. Okay. So I wanted to remind our listeners that if they have questions about home care or farm animals, <laughs> they can call us at 210 308 8867, or you can post a comment in the the live feed portion of the the Facebook page. Uh, Let us know if you have a question. If you post a question or call us with a question, I will give you a book called The 36-Hour Day, A Family Guide to Caring for People Who Have Alzheimer's, Dementia, uh, or Memory Loss. Okay, tell us a little bit more about what Pride does You said home care. Uh, What is home care? So our goal at Pride is to help keep individuals living as independently as possible with our providers going in the home so that they don't have to go into a nursing home. We are living now um, where we're in the silver tsunami where we have the biggest influx of seniors, the baby boomers, who are now in need. 
these are we have we have two different sets we have our centurions which are the ones that are 90 plus 100 years old because we have many of those clients which people may find hard to believe but we do and then we have our baby boomers who worked in this in society so they were independent but they need help they may have arthritis they may have another disability copd they may have any kind of a chronic illness that they don't need to go into a nursing home, but they need that help. They need somebody to make them breakfast. They need somebody to do their laundry. So that's where pride comes in, into um, the picture. We service and encompass all um, income levels where we do not only the Medicaid recipients, but we also do state um, health and human services uh, residents as well. And then we do private care. So when people call our office and they want to know what can we do for them, we go, they go through a little bit of a screening with either myself talking to them or with my coworker, Anna Bishop. We do the intake calls. So we see how are they eligible to get the services, try to get a little bit of a feel. Are they wanting to pay for services because they can, or do they need help and get the services for free? And if they are eligible to get the services for free, we walk them through that process as well. So sometimes we can be on the phone with somebody for 15, 20 minutes, 45 minutes, But when we're taking that call, we listen to them to see what their needs are in case there's another need that they have in the home. Maybe they need some kind of utility assistance. Maybe they need medication assistance, and they don't know where to get it. So that's where we use our resources that we're able to utilize here in the Bear County and surrounding county area to give them what they need. So whenever they get that, whenever we get that phone call, we want to help answer their question. They're calling us because they're in a crisis mode. They need help and they don't know who to turn to. So that's what we try to help out with. Tell us, give us some more examples of the help that's provided. You mentioned breakfast. What else uh, would it be included in the help? So we, I always ask a client, tell me what is your typical day? How, are you a morning person, afternoon person, you sleep late, what do you do? So that when our provider comes in, not only would they do breakfast, if they're a breakfast eater, Maybe they just want a cup of coffee, but they really want a big lunch. So the provider can cook that. They'll do their laundry, like housekeeping, sweeping, mopping, also doing um, any kind of whatever else they would do, cleaning out the refrigerator, making up their bed, changing the sheets. Sometimes that could be be very tiresome for someone who has arthritis Mm -hmm. or someone who has COPD. That's something that's too much for them to do. So our providers can do that. It may be just maybe rotating their foods in their in the refrigerator from the front to the back so that it's easier for them to see or easier for them to grasp. They may have a visual impairment. Whatever the case may be, when we're there as a field supervisor, we help the client understand this is what the provider's here to do. These are the tasks they can do for you. And if they have questions even after that, we tell them, don't forget to call our office. Maybe there's something else that we didn't cover that we can do for you. Some other terms that you may use or that some others may have heard of, uh, personal attendant services, is that the same thing? Same thing, thing. yes. You may hear personal attendant services, personal care attendant. Um, It's the same thing. It's all a provider in the home. How about sitter? Um, Not, I don't want to say our providers don't sit them and watch them. But we really prefer if, the, if they're going to be there in the home to have some kind of interaction with them. Um, okay. Some, we always encourage the companionship, though, as well, because we remind the client that this is their time to have that socialization with our provider. Mm-hmm. The family's heard the same war story or the same story 10,000 times. Mm-hmm. But with somebody new in the home, this gives our client the opportunity to have that socialization where they can open up and talk to somebody. And they know that it's not their family, it's not their kid, their adult child. Mm -hmm. So they can do that, and they can have that time. And most of our clients develop a bond with our providers that I can tell you, I've had so many clients tell me, I don't know what I would do if if Muno Maria wasn't here or if, you know, Edward wasn't here, because they need that help. So these providers are going to be somewhat of a stranger to the the client or the patient. Yes. And And so what what does Pride do to make sure that these are good people? We are state-regulated through Health and Human Services Commission. 
So we are required to run a criminal background check on everyone. And so when we run that background check, we run it against the nurse registry and other um, parts of that. I don't know exactly because that's not my department mm-hmm. to run background. But I know that when we do run a background check, that it is thoroughly um, reviewed by our by our administrator if necessary. So that's what we do to ensure that it's somebody that's going in that's going to be able to help them in the home. The other thing is we look and see when we're hiring people, what is their experience? Have they done this before? What are they wanting to do? And most of the time we can tell, or I, and I can tell when I'm meeting somebody and I'm interviewing them if they're going to be a good fit or not. I can see who is somebody there who's going to want a paycheck or somebody who's going to be really there to care for a client. Mm-hmm. And that really comes out when you're working in the healthcare field is do you have a heart to do what you what needs to be done for a client? Yeah, when I'm hiring somebody, I, I like for them to have a heart for older people and disabled people too. So I ask them, who was your hero? And a lot of times it's a parent or grandparent or aunt or uncle mm-hmm. or you know, Jesus or somebody, if they have no hero, I probably don't want to hire them. <laughs> right. And that, and that's the conversation we can have with our providers. And we as field supervisors or several of us, we all come with that experience of knowing how to interview somebody to see if they are a good fit. Because that's the thing is we don't want to put somebody in the home, a client's home where they don't feel comfortable. Right. Okay. Um, do you provide transportation? So we are not allowed through the state of Texas to drive our clients anywhere. But the state of Texas does allow us to be an escort if necessary. So say a family member doesn't have time to sit with their mom at the doctor's office for two hours. They can drive them there. Our provider goes with them. And the provider can sit with them at the doctor's office or to go do their lab work or whatever necessary. Okay. But we are not allowed to drive them. But there are many resources for transportation, especially here in Bear County, that we offer the client as well. That way, if it's free transportation that they need or require, mm-hmm. we give them that information. Okay. That's a good idea. Tell us about uh, the challenges that you went through um, when the pandemic started. When the pandemic started, um, it was it was really hit us hard with the fact that the state came, the Health and Human Services came down and said, you can't do your face-to-face visits. So we really relied on our, our employees, our providers, to be our eyes and ears at Pride. So when you say you couldn't do the home visits, you mean you and your position? Me and my position as a field supervisor. But the providers, they could still go. Providers still went in, did their daily work. We supplied them with um, PPE, masks, hand sanitizers, face shields, whatever they needed, gloves, whatever they needed to continue on the job. Um, but we as field supervisors were not. So we had communication with our providers to find out now, help us know what's going on in the home. Mm-hmm. Because we did rely heavily on us as field supervisors to be in the home to find out what else is needed here? Mm-hmm. So it's that open communication we had to do. We do now what we call daily health assessment logs, which the state requires where we have to monitor what is their temperature. Do they have a cough? Do they have um, any kind of body aches? And mm-hmm. we tell them to look beyond what they already had. Don't look at the body aches as their arthritis, but look at their body aches as is it a different body ache. Right. Don't look at their watery eyes is the allergies that everyone in Mm -hmm. South Texas has, but look to see is it something different. So we really are relying our employees on our providers to be our eyes and our ears. And that was one of the main things that happened. So you probably had to provide new training for that. Yes, we did. And it was open communication. And it's something that we really push at Pride is having that communication, not only from our coordinators at the office, but us as field supervisors talking to our to our um, providers, we have um, what we call our um, emails that go out. We relied a lot on email, getting those emails from our providers so that if there was something that came out that was urgent, then we were able to email them immediately. And then phone calls went out. We had our coordinators calling our employees, our providers, and telling them, realize this or do you have this or do you need any kind of you know, PPE so that we can continue serving our clients. 
because even though for everybody else it was new to be locked down and not be able to go out in the house and leave your home or anything, for most of our clientele, that was already the normal for them mm -hmm. because they were unable to get out. So that's how we made a difference during the pandemic, and we still are making a difference doing that as well. When we come back, I want to talk more about the changes that Pride had to make and, and how they adapted, how you adapted during the pandemic. And uh, so we'll be talking more about home care with Veronica Ariaga and Pride PHC. So stay tuned. Back to Talk Law Radio. I'm Todd Marquardt here with Veronica Ariaga, who is with uh, Pride PHC Services Incorporated, a home care company. We're talking about how home care was affected during the pandemic and, and what's new now. I was remembering um, my mom took care of her mom when she had Alzheimer's, my grandmother, and uh, towards the end of her life, she had some back pain, and she couldn't explain really what it was, and so my mom took her to the hospital, but that's what got me thinking about um, during the pandemic when your providers had to be your eyes and ears with your uh, clients, that you might have had to provide some additional training to ask the right questions. You know, how do you ask somebody with Alzheimer's, you know, what's wrong? And that's a difficult question with an Alzheimer's client because they may not be able to verbally explain because their cognitive issue, has, and they don't have that anymore. So it really is seeing and almost reading what the client is doing. It's what is, their dif what is the difference? You may see that they no longer sit on the left side anymore. And they're not telling you in pain. they're in pain, but they are in pain because they're not sitting on mm -hmm, that side mm -hmm. anymore or utilizing the right arm or anything like that. But there is, there is some things that we really did train our providers on when during the pandemic, and we still are because we're not out yet, but this is going to be our new normal. So we had to retrain some of them and remind most of them on a couple of things. Most of it was on hand washing and sanitizing and really reviewing that because we wanted to make sure that they were keeping, um, you know, washing hands properly, having the client wash their hands properly and doing all that in between tasks like they were before, but now even more so because of, the, of everything going on with the pandemic. And then we also wanted to educate them. So like I said before, when we were getting you information from the state or from OSHA, Health and Human Services, we would pass on that information because we were doing that through what we call our MailChimp system, which would send that an email mm -hmm. with the latest information on what was going on so that they were updated on what, we, what they needed to know as well always telling them the open communication with their office on any kind of training, anything that they needed, PPE. We went over what we call the donning process, putting on PPE properly, taking it off properly, so that our providers knew what to do, so they felt comfortable, not only knowing that we were help them educate themselves to continue working, but doing it properly so that they would not spread any kind of, of bacteria infectious diseases or anything yeah, right as well it, it's interesting that you'd say you had to give training to the clients as well um, uh, older people don't always remember to wash their hands or put on hand sanitizer um, when my granddad was in assisted living um, it, it was during the pandemic and uh I was visiting him. He noticed everybody's wearing a mask, and he's touching his face and saying, where's my mask? 
<laughs> he felt left out. Right, yeah. So we put a mask on him, and I don't know whether he really understood what was going on. Um, but he wanted to feel included. Yeah. And that was part of it, him feeling as if he wasn't included. Mm-hmm. And there was a time when nobody could visit him, you know. Um, so the, I think that if if you have home care, you don't have to worry about that restriction, right? Right, because we were still allowed to go in the home and provide those services. It's just, like I said, we had to train and follow the regulations of Health and Human Services and and OSHA on what we could do and, and what we couldn't do. Even as um, as late as, uh, I want to say, either June or July of this year, vaccinated or not vaccinated, our providers are required to still wear a mask okay. when they go in the home. And we tell them this is just something that we have to follow those guidelines because those are the rules that have been passed down to us. So we do that as well. And um, we tell everybody, we know that some of you are vaccinated and you want to know why, but this is our policy. And this is a rule that we have to follow. I will say that one of the things I have learned during the pandemic with our clientele is with our providers wearing a mask or with ourselves as, as field supervisors going out and wearing a mask, we really see how, especially our hard of hearing clients, how they are make it's hard for them to understand us. Right. We really have to yell. It's really... Um, funny how much we re- how much we look at facial expressions right how many times our clients actually read our lips instead of mm-hmm. hearing us right so i do have many many clients that will say okay stand back past six feet can you please just take off the mask and tell me what you're saying because they don't understand and they can't hear mm-hmm. so that is one thing with with this pandemic that i've learned it's communication with your face has been very, very important for our clients still. Smile with your eyes. Yes, yes. (laughs) One thing you mention a lot is PPE, the personal protection equipment. equipment. Um, Right when the the pandemic was first starting in the news, they were saying some people don't have it, some people are having a hard time getting masks and gloves. Uh, Did Pride have that challenge? We did not. We were very fortunate that our administrators got on the ball, got everything ordered for us, being able to get us the mask, the gloves, the face shields, the gowns, whatever we needed for our staff, our providers that were out there. And every at least once a month, we are still to this date, we have a day where our providers that live here in San Antonio, work here in San Antonio, can go by our office and we still give them their mask, gloves, or whatever PPE that they need. Um, for those that live out in the rural areas, if we don't deliver them as field supervisors, we make sure that they get it somehow. And so we've been very fortunate at Pride that our administrators, we have wonderful administrators, that um, they make sure that we have what we need so we can continue going as if nothing has happened. And with that, we have, we're have we well-stocked on our PPE where we can offer that to our providers. We don't want somebody not to be able to go to work or be there for our client because they don't have a mask or gloves or anything. Mm-hmm. And so, like I said, we've been very fortunate that we're able to get that. I had a client recently that uh, I was helping that they said that they qualified for the Medicaid benefit to pay for home care but they were having a hard time finding a provider in their rural area. How far does Pride go? So we do Atascosa County, Comal County, um, Medina, Wilson, Carnes, Guadalupe. Um, we do not do um, the Carvel area. And then, of course, we do Bear County. So we service the 13 counties, and then we go out as far as um, – Eagle Pass as well. Oh, wow. But um, we have a field supervisor that lives out there, so mm-hmm. that's why we're able to encompass that area. So I myself cover Bear County and then some parts of Bear County, but then I also cover Wilson County and I cover Carnes County and occasionally Atascosa County as well. Mm-hmm. And it's just the cooperation that we have of our field supervisors being able to go out to those areas knowing what is out in those areas as far as resources as well. So we can share with those rural county residents what they need if we can get an answer for them as well. Right. How about testing? Uh, somewhere in the in the pandemic when 
the the government was encouraging everybody to be tested. Did Pride have challenges with getting testing done? No. Like I said, I great kudos. We have wonderful administrators that make sure we have everything in place. We have a department that handles all of our what we call our infection control um, questions, which handles our daily calls of who has what, who has a temperature, who doesn't have a temperature, when it's flagged somehow that either our provider or our client have some type of a possible COVID um, situation, then it's monitored, and then our infection control staff will tell them, okay, you need to go here, you need to go get that tested. They'll set that up for our employees, our providers, Mm -hmm. and then suggest that to the client if the client needs to get done as well and give them locations of where they can get tested as well. And do you work with the client's family? Yes. Not me, myself, but yeah. our, our department, yes. Providers. And that's do. why I say they give them the locations of where they can go and get the testing done. Um, that way they can get that done. Because we want to make sure, even if they are COVID, that they have something as a family support or something helping them still because their disability has not gone away. Right. Okay, nowadays... Um, I'm hearing a lot about getting employees uh, to to work. Are is Pride having t- challenges finding enough staff? We are having challenges, just as like everybody else is in our healthcare industry right now, with the difference now being that many people either they wanted to stay on their unemployment, or maybe they weren't able to get childcare anymore, or that wasn't able, they didn't have that accessibility. Maybe they didn't have a vehicle because the main person lost their income. So we are having that challenge. So we're always hiring and we're hiring in all areas. Just call our office and we'll be more than happy to let you know where to work. What's the number they should call? 210-949-1303. Okay, we've got to take another break. We'll come back and talk about legacy. Among other things, we'll be talking about home care and how home care was affected during the pandemic. So stay tuned. able to care for yourself or your home. Without powers of attorney, your loved ones will be forced to the world of court battles and guardianship lawsuit to declare you to be incapacitated. Better yet, ask about a living trust containing your instructions about where you want to live, how you want to be taken care of if you have a heart attack, stroke, or develop Alzheimer's or dementia. Call Marquardt Law Firm and find out how a living trust can help your loved ones settle your affairs without a judge in court. Call 210-530-4278. That's 210-530-4278. Welcome back to Talk Law Radio. I'm Todd Marquardt here with Veronica Ariaga, who is uh, the community resource specialist and field supervisor with Pride PHC. It's a home care company. For those who are just joining us, they might be getting in and out of their car. Will you mention some of the, the tasks that home care will help somebody with again? Yes, we will help with any kind of meal preparation lunch, breakfast, or dinner. We will also help with laundry, changing the sheets on the bed, light housekeeping, sweeping, mopping, cleaning out the refrigerator, getting, you know, anything that they need ready for their meals or anything like that. Um, One thing we haven't talked about yet is uh, long-term care insurance. Yes. You mentioned that uh, people pay privately for this service. Uh, Medicaid, Health and Human Services can also provide some benefits, Um, but some long-term care insurance policies pay for this. Yes, so I am actually the field supervisor assigned to do the long-term care insurance. So when we get a person who has long-term care insurance, I go into the home and I have them get their policy out. We make the phone call via speakerphone, that way, they can hear what their insurance is going to pay for. There are certain questions that I ask so that the client knows 
whether they have any kind of an elimination period, whether they have any kind of, you know, they're only going to get so much um, a percentage or a certain amount, $100 a week, whatever it may be. So that way we can make sure that they understand what they're getting into and what their long-term care policy will cover and won't cover. That way they come into our agency and get our services, and they're going to get our provider services knowing what will be paid. And we try to walk around and get their schedule on what the insurance will pay so they don't have to pay anything. But that's a conversation, and it can last about 30, 45 minutes. Yeah. And depending on how fast we get the insurance on the phone, on what they, so, so they can know what is covered. So I, I don't sell long-term care insurance, but I, I like it. I value it, the service that it, that it provides to the public, uh, because I think that if people have long-term care insurance, they want to use it sooner. Yes. So they'll, they'll go out and find home care uh, before they fall down you know, to prevent falls because falls are, are one thing that will cause an older person to break a hip or other bone, and then they have to go to rehab outside of their home for a few weeks, and they might get develop other illnesses. So I, th- I think if you can prevent a fall, yes, that would be ideal. And uh, some long-term care policies pay for that, home care, and some are only nursing home only. Yes, and that's something that I do ask when I do have the insurance on the phone is if they're using it in the home, will this then take away if they decide later that they need to use it for their nursing home? So that the client can make that decision. Are they going to use it all now at home, or do they have the option they can use it for both? I We try to get as much answered so that they have all the answers and can make a better and a better decision right. on what they're going to use. Okay, good. So I also wanted to know about the, the vaccine policy. I know this is a hot button, and usually I don't put uh, people on the spot like this, but um, some people are choosing to get the vaccine and some people are choosing not to get the vaccine and and you're sort of in in the healthcare industry and so I wanted to find out what do your providers do? So we are not mandating it to our employees, our providers. We are encouraging it Mm -hmm. and we educate them and we let them know where they can get it. Because we do want them to know that it is there. We don't make them do it. And we have a lot of people calling and say, well, are you going to make me get the vaccine? We're not going to make you, but we'd like to educate you and encourage you to let you know to do it. We even had some um, vaccine holders made for our providers and our clients so that if they do need to carry their vaccine card, they can go ahead and have that with them all the time. But it's educating them, like we want to educate them on anything else that they do for us because they are the extended arm of our agency and they are the ones that are hands-on with our clients. And the better that we can educate them and give them that information, the better they can make a decision. But ultimately, it's up to them. If a client calls and says, I want a provider, but I want them to be vaccinated. We tell them that that is employee confidentiality. We can't give them that information. We can just tell them that we do screen them. We have spoken to them with all of our employees, whether they're vaccinated or not vaccinated. We have to screen them with our COVID questions anyway. Mm -hmm. So we just tell them that's employee confidentiality, and they're not allowed to ask our employee that. Okay, good point. Are there any other uh, regulations that you think were affecting Pride at, during the pandemic? Um, not anything that we haven't touched on yet. I know that it was just really basically because we've always done the hand washing and we've always done that. It was just really encouraging and reminding and, and letting them know that keep doing this, but now do it more. Right. Because now it's you know spraying the door handles and, and making sure that whoever's not in your circle, don't let that person in the home as well. Okay. Great point. Um, Something else that we do at the law firm that helps people um, prepare for this type of care and the expense that they might have to incur is we ask everybody if they're, if they're veterans or they married to veterans, 
we can help them get qualified for the uh, veterans pension with aid and attendance. Uh, usually we're helping people that have too much money for the program. Um, there are some exceptions to the rules and so we just uh, help them uh, fit within those exceptions so that they can save money and get qualified for the program uh, because uh, out-of-pocket medical expenses like home care, if a physician says that it's needed, can help somebody qualify for that benefit. We also ask that question as well when we're doing an intake. We are actually contracted to do um, assistance through a program that's called Vet Assist. Okay. And that um, entity comes in once we've made the referral, and they will help that person walk through the aid and attendance and okay. finding out how they do the all, you know, the DD-14, all of that. Mm -hmm. And they pay for the veteran or the veteran spouse to get the services until they get all of that worked out. Wow. So we also screen for that as well. Good. Okay, this is our legacy segment, and so I have to ask you some personal questions. Um, tell me, if if you pass away, what kind of legacy would you want to leave to your family? Um, the legacy I want to leave to my children and to my family is to make a difference in somebody's life. Because that's what I was able to do in my life. I am hopeful and I've seen and people have told me that I've made a difference. And if it's just answering a question, if it's helping somebody through an act of kindness, if it's just doing something just to make their life better, to give them a better quality of life. I want my children, I want my grandchildren, my family members to know that if you can just be there for somebody, even just listening to them that can make a best, the biggest difference to them. Mm -hmm. They may not have anybody. We live in a society where everything is in a microwave mind and nobody has time to listen. And just sitting down and talking with somebody, listening to their story, even if they have Alzheimer's, and I've heard it for the 80th time, but making it sound like it's the first time, that makes a difference to them. And if that brings a smile to their face, that brings a smile to my heart. And that's what I want my children and my grandchildren and my family to do. I want them to continue those acts of kindness and those types of moments with people because that's going to make a difference in somebody's life. It's not going to be anything I take with me. I'm not burying my five acres with <laughs> me or my animals. Yeah. But just knowing that I did touch somebody in a certain way and making it better for them, that's what means the world to me. My mom calls that paying it forward. Yes. We, we got this chair for my grandmother that would help her stand up. You know, it was a, an electronic the recliner. recliner. Yeah, because of her knees. And uh, after I was moving my office, I, I said, Mom, I, I, I don't have room for this chair. She said, pay it forward. Give it to somebody who needs it. And so uh, there's this uh, gentleman from church. He's got bad knees. And I asked him, you want to have this chair? It'll help you stand up. <laughs> and so. Uh, and you we, answered his prayer. Yeah, I guess so. Maybe I did. And that's, and that's the way you have to look at it. Mm -hmm. You have to look at maybe you have too much of something, but that is a need for somebody else. And whatever God puts in your heart, you pay it forward to them. I think God puts things in my wife's heart for her to get rid of on my behalf. <laughs> she says, you don't need that anymore. Um, something else that you said, you want to make a difference in people's lives. Um, the past year or so, uh, my dad retired. And so he's been trying to figure out what to do with his time besides play golf. And, and that's what he said. He said, uh, I want to make a difference in somebody's life today. I would suggest that he go sit in a nursing home and just talk to people. Mm -hmm. All that they want is somebody to listen to them and not be the med tech that's giving them the next dosage of pills, yeah. but just somebody to listen to them. And that makes a vast difference because they have so much time in their hands and no one to share it with anymore. Good tip for retirees, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> Um, but you also might hire a retiree. Yes, yes. So, I do have what I call my seasoned providers who come with a wealth of experience 
and they love, they have the heart for it. And because they're not looking to make the paycheck off of it, they do it from their heart. And those are the ones that I say really, really listen to our clients and they have that companionship with them and build that relationship with them. And what's the number they should call if they're interested? If they're interested to work or to get provider services or just ask a question, they can call our agency between 8 a.m. and 5 p.m. Monday through Friday, and the number is 210-949-1303. Again, that's 210-949-1303. I have a a closing quote from the Bible, the, the book of Psalms. Uh, chapter 104, verses 14 and 15. I've modified it just a little bit. I thought you would appreciate it. You'll see why. Uh, God, you cause the grass to grow for the livestock and plants for man to cultivate, that he may bring forth food from the earth and wine to gladden his heart, oil to make his face shine, and bread to strengthen his heart. Thanks for listening to Talk Law Radio today at 9.30 a.m. The Answer. We'll be on Apple Podcasts later and talklawradio.com. Next week, we'll be talking about Medicare open enrollment. So if you know somebody who is on Medicare, receiving benefits through Medicare, you might want to tune in. Until then, God bless you. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.